Download the WRP Rat Pack Radio app on Google Play, BlackBerry, and the Apple Store. If you're streaming, you can stream us on TuneIn.com Web Radio Central or RatPackSports.com slash Radio. The Underground, discovering hidden talent worldwide. Playing daily on Rat Pack Radio, WRPR. Come join the pack. Listening to the Rat Pack Sports Show live on Rat Pack Radio WRPR. It's new, it's fresh, it's a slam dunk! Blue, you're my boy! A genius. A man who has a reputation to be the best at what he does. You see, a man has to realize his limitations. You don't know me! And you don't know what I'm capable of. That was a heck of an effort. This house is a present in the galaxy of this sucks. You Back is over. When I say it is over, I will massacre you. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Are you not entertained? I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. That's how I roll. Offensify! Hello? You play to win the game. There's a drive! Way back! MIT! It's This is my favorite part coming up right now. All right, all right, all right. Rat Pack Sports Show. We are back. We are live. Rat Pack Radio, WRPR, Sunday night. Rat Pack Sports Show, NFL Sunday. We are in the building, and uh, we're going to talk a lot of NFL tonight. We dedicate this night to the NFL, and uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend the night talking NFL, even though we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we could cram NFL talk in the two hours. So we are here, Rat Pack Sports Show Live, Rat Pack Radio, WRPR, streaming online, Rat Pack Sports. Also, the Rat Pack Radio, WRPR app. We are here. You can find us online. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Podbean, RatPackSportsShow.Podbean.com. RatPackSportsShow on Facebook, group and like page. You can find us on Twitter at RatPackSports with a Z. And we about to get into this. So we'll have, uh, hopefully... We'll have Regan Graves. I know he's going to be calling in here uh, pretty soon. And uh, we're also going to have, uh, hopefully, we could get Boss Hog Sean Naylor on the air uh, with us tonight as well. So as soon as I send out the bat signal, 
to the guys. Uh, we should be having them on here uh, pretty soon. But uh, to get things going and, and get things started, interesting Sunday, to say the least. Uh, a lot of, well, I mean, it's the NFL, right? Any given Sunday, but still at the same time, uh, we had a lot of uh, teams win that we weren't expecting uh, to get victory. So let's go ahead and uh, start going down the list here. Let me see if I can pull this. Pull this up. Um, so, some key injuries uh, starting out. Uh, 49ers uh, lose today. And in the process, they lost uh, Debo Samuel and uh, Christian McCaffrey also was lost in that game. Um, Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, exit the game with a back injury. And, uh, for what it's worth, uh, from what I'm hearing, reports are, uh, he was taken to a local hospital for evaluation, precautionary evaluation and tests to be done on a, uh, you know, back injury. We don't know exactly what is happening right now with his back. But um, it was precautionary. So hopefully it's not anything serious. Uh, the Raiders, you know, spent a little bit of bread, uh, gave up some, some capital to get, you know, bring in Jimmy G. And, uh, you know, you hate to see anybody go down, you know, especially at the quarterback position. Um, Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence will f have testing on his bruise uh, on his knee, which they think is just a bruised knee, uh, after their win today in Jacksonville against the Colts, who are also without their starting quarterback, uh, Richardson, who was injured a few weeks ago. And I think me, Boss Hall, a couple other guys, William Grace, uh, when this guy was drafted, you know, he was basically – Drafted for his athleticism, uh, you know, at the college level, Richardson was re not really a great passer of the football. And we knew coming into the league uh, he would be, you know, relying on his size and his athletic ability to, uh, you know, scramble and do some things. Well, you'll find out, you know, pretty quickly that in the NFL – you better learn how to pass the ball from the pocket or you're going to spend a lot of time on the injured reserve. 
and what it is looking like for Richardson, um, some type of shoulder, you know, sh- uh, shoulder injury, and he is from everything that I'm hearing, they're they're you know contemplating uh, surgery and the type of surgery that he may be out for the season. So that that is never good uh when you have take risk of your starting quarterback, the guy you took number 1 overall uh to be out for the season. So um don't know a whole lot on on that yet, but that's just what I'm hearing. So hopefully uh you know, he's not been in the league that long. He's only played four, three or four games. And he's he's already been banged up in almost every game he's played in. So um, he's going to have to, uh, you know, figure out something and change, change something. Or he's not going to last that long. If you're already, you know, getting these type of uh, I- injuries, Early on, uh, a couple weeks ago, I said uh, I seen him take a huge hit on the sideline, and uh, that was the hit where I saw the hit, and I kind of said to myself, "Oh, he can't take too many of those." And I think that was the hit that uh, knocked him out of the game. So, you know, it's the it's the life of an NFL quarterback, a young quarterback. And you you learn real quick that uh this is the man's league. So uh Colts are gonna have to protect the quarterback better. Uh New York Giants, another team gonna have to protect the quarterback better. Daniel Jones out tonight with a shoulder slash neck uh injury. So we'll see. We'll see uh, what's going on there with him. I didn't even know he was hurt. I thought he played last week. So, so let let's just go down. I'm gonna just read out the scores, and I'm gonna get into, uh, you know, some of these games. Um, we'll start. Obviously, Thursday night game: Chiefs Broncos. Uh, Broncos fought hard. Just doesn't have enough, man. Uh, 19 to 8. Uh, very boring. Boring game to watch. Uh, if you're a Broncos fan, I feel bad for you. Uh, it's going to be a long season. Um, today, uh, today's games, we're going to just, I'm going to just go down the list and not in any particular order uh, that they played. But uh, we'll just we'll just you know just uh, roll it roll down the list here. So um, talked about the Colts Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars taking care of business, and uh, seems like the Jaguars since getting off to a little bit of a slow start, they are kind of hitting the stride a little bit and getting things together. So they're four and two on the season. 
uh, win over the Colts. I thought this game would be, um, you know, one of the better games of the day. Colts have been playing good football for the most part, even with uh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, Minshew didn't have a good game. Three interceptions. He did throw for 329 yards, but the three interceptions, um, you know, is a, something that you can't do at this level is uh, turn the ball over. And three of them is, uh, you know, three too many. So uh, Jaguars took care of business at home, 37 to 20. Uh, Lions, uh, Bucks, you know, we'll, we'll – when William calls in, we'll go more into depth on this game. Uh, this game is, is happening just the way that I thought it was going to happen. Um, I am not confident at all. I'm, I'm a Bucks fan, but at the same time, I'm a, I'll, you guys know I'm always a realist. I'm not going to be one of them uh, rose-colored type of fans. Uh, We're here to talk sports, and I'm going to give you my honest opinion on my team regardless of what the game is, win or lose. So uh, I picked the bus to lose this game. Uh, been paying attention closely to the Lions over the last, you know, year. And, uh, you know, Lions are just continually get better. Uh, that's a well-coached team and uh, very young, built their team the right way through the draft. Very little free agent moves. Uh, and only for really the only big free agency moves they made was moves that was, you know, substantial moves, you know, going out there, you know, bringing in Jared Goff, who uh, now you guys see why he was drafted, you know, by the Rams. And uh, be honest with you, uh, Jared Goff really wasn't terrible uh, for the Rams. But they felt like he wasn't going to, you know, be the guy to put him over. And uh, they made a move to Matthew Stafford. I mean, Stafford is probably going to be, a, at some point, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. And, um, you know, it paid off for him. They they won the Super Bowl. But if you look at Jared Goff's career, man, and, and me and left field correspondent, you know, corresponding Karch and Cook, we've had a lot of conversations about Jared Goff over the years, uh, even when the Rams drafted him. And, you know, Leftfield didn't never, never really like Jared Goff. He uh, didn't think he was that good, you know, said he was a system quarterback. And, um, you know, didn't think he would do well outside of Sean McVay's system. Well, I would almost uh, argue and make this debate that since Jared Goff has left the Rams, he's been better uh, than Matthew Stafford with the Rams uh, in Detroit. So uh, if you if you look at his numbers, uh, he has 164 touchdowns and I mean 73 interceptions. You know that's. It's a, it's a big number, but it's not terrible. Um, you know, 2016, five touchdowns, seven. 2017, 28 and seven. These are with the Rams. Uh, 2018, 32 and 12. Uh, I 
That's really good. Uh, 2019, uh, what is that? 22 and 16. So that was the down year. 2020 was his last season with the Rams. He was 20 and 13. Um, then he goes to Detroit, and he, you know, stopped putting up, you know, good numbers. Uh, highest completion percentage year of his career was 2021, 67%, uh, 19 touchdowns, eight interceptions. And then last season he was uh, 4,400 yards, 29 and 7. And this season so far he's 11 and 3. Uh, almost 70% completion percentage. Uh, Jared Goff has been very good. And uh, he has weapons in Detroit. Probably uh, probably his, uh, I'm not going to say his best offensive team, but I think the system in place um, – the pieces around him with the young guys uh, is a perfect fit. And they're doing an excellent job, you know, play calling, utilizing, you know, Jared Goff's strengths as far as play action. Uh, he's one of the better deep ball throws in the league. He has more 20-yard more passes than anybody in the NFL. Uh, right now, Jared Goff is, uh, you know, right now, He's uh his numbers put put him in the top top five, and you know with with Rogers not being healthy, um, with Rogers not being healthy, <clears throat> Brady retiring, and you know Russell Wilson not being the uh, Russell Wilson of old, uh, you have some room for some other guys to step into that you know top quarterback role. And uh, I don't think anybody can deny uh, Jared Goff, but uh, good, you know. Hey, they picked the Bucks apart, uh, twenty to six. Defensively, the Lions, uh, you know, all three levels got good players. The defensive line is the strength of the team. They can get pressure with their front four without having to blitz, which is a plus because when you get in those, you know, third and long situations. Uh, you know, the more people you can drop in the coverage, the better. So, uh, I'll get into that game a little bit here uh, later. But I want to finish down this list of, of games for the day. Uh, Ravens won over the Titans 24-16. That moves the Ravens to... Uh, four and two on the season, and Tennessee the two and four, and again, uh, seems to be the issue here with the Titans, uh, injuries at the quarterback position. Um, Tannehill left the game, uh, again, so uh, that might that might be a problem for them. Uh, Commanders over the Falcons, twenty four sixteen. Um, hopefully Boss Hog can call, call in and give us some details on this game. I didn't really get to see a whole lot, a uh, whole lot of this game at all. So, uh, Vikings over Bears, nineteen thirteen. Vikings two and four in the year. Uh, Bears one and five. 
These are two not-so-very-good football teams here. Um, Seahawks uh, lose to the Bengals in the final seconds. Uh, 17-13, Bengals back to 3-3 three and three on, the, on the year. After starting out 1-3, I think, um, you know, they've been to the AFC Championship here. And, uh, you know, good teams going to figure it out. Uh, really don't get it, get too excited about, you know, hot starts by teams that wasn't that good the year before. Uh, but the Bengals uh, got off to a slow start. People start writing them off. And, you know, slowly they're starting to, you know, get themselves together. Um, Browns over the 49ers. That might be the upset of the week, <clears throat> especially with a uh, practice squad quarterback uh, in P.J. Walker, who uh, was just activated off the practice uh, practice squad this week when uh, Deshaun Watson went down. I guess I couldn't tell you why they didn't have a number two quarterback on the roster already, but uh, P.J. Walker was – Activated as the number two quarterback uh, this week. Uh, he went out there, uh, played a good game. Brown, Brown's defense held it together. Um, 49ers, you know, at some point they were going to lose. They weren't going to go undefeated through the season. Um, you know, lost, you know, Cup McCaffrey was out. And I think uh, D- Debo Samuel left the, left the game with an injury also. But they did have a chance at the end of the game to, to kick the field goal to win it, and uh kicker didn't do his job. So uh, that's how close, you know, the game is. I mean, look at these games. Uh, you know, Commanders, eight-point win. Vikings, six-point win. Seahawks, six-point win. Browns, two-point win. Uh, Panthers, uh, Panthers and the Dolphins, uh, Panthers, you know, played a, played it tough for the first half and then Dolphins woke up in the second half, 42-21, uh, in that game. Another, uh, surprising game, uh, Texans over the Saints, 20-13, Saints are 3-3, three and three. uh, David, Derek Carr, I almost said Derek, David Carr, Derek Carr played. Uh, 353 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. But the uh, Texans are playing, you know, really good football right now with a with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach, um, D'Amico Ryan. So they're they're probably a surprise. And they, I'm they're they are a surprise in the AFC. Actually, it's not probably. Uh, they're you know one of these surprises. Uh, Raiders over the Patriots. Um, listen, uh, New England would be in the market for a quarterback at the end of the season. They're, it's time to move on from Matt Jones. Uh, he's not getting it done. Um, you know, 200 yards and an interception. Uh, 21-17 loss to the Raiders. And they're 1-5 on the year. So, you know, it's gonna be a long, long season for Patriots fans. Uh, Rams over the Cardinals, twenty-six to nine. Uh, Jets over the Eagles. That's another surprising, you know, surprising game. Uh, seeing the Jets 
defense pretty much take take control of that game in the second half and uh you know will their team to a victory over probably the best uh you know um top I'm gonna say top team. I don't it's it's between them and San Francisco is the top team in the NFC. But uh the Eagles five and one on the season now. Um you know I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on the limb. Well I'm not really gonna go on the limb but I'm gonna just say this. Uh, uh Jets Right now, the uh, all surprise. No Aaron Rodgers. Um, all the expectations, all the hype behind the uh, moves in the offseason, and you end up going back to the same guy that you tried to replace. And somehow, some way, the Jets are you know three and three going into the bye. Uh, these last two weeks, they've they've played inspiring football. Uh, the young quarterback seems to be getting getting better. Seems to be seeing the field a little bit more, and uh, the offense is, is a little bit more confident. Play calling has been, you know, a little bit better. Been seeing him get a little bit more comfortable, uh, you know, in the offense. And they're three and three, and uh, this is a this is a elite level defense that the Jets have. Defensive line, linebacking core, and uh, secondary. Very similar to the uh, 49ers uh, defense. And uh, all season long, this this offense has not been good for the Jets. But they got three wins. And the most points they've given up this season is uh, 30 points to in a week two loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Other than that, uh, 16, 15, 20, gave up 20 points to the Chiefs, 21 points to the Broncos in the win last week. And then you come back this week, 14 wins against a very uh, challenging Eagles offense. This is what, uh, when, when things are not going right and you want to be on that elite level defensively, uh, you, you know, no excuses. Jets didn't make excuses. They just kept playing ball. So they, they the next couple of weeks looking good. They got the Giants next week. Uh, no guarantees, but, you know, they got the Giants, Chargers, Raiders, Bills. You know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how they finish the season. Uh, the crazy thing is uh, Aaron Rodgers was on the sideline. Uh, with tennis shoes on, throwing a football. Brother, I, I don't know how he's doing it. You're, you're a month out of uh, an Achilles surgery, which you're not supposed to be that mobile at this point. Uh, so my advances in the technology, I'm sure uh, some things were used to speed up the recovery. But a few weeks ago, I heard Aaron Rodgers on the podcast make a statement like he's, you know, going to try to come back this season. Uh, I mean, in order for that to happen, they're going to have to make a run, deep run into the playoffs, I think. I don't see him coming back in the regular season. 
but the way he's talking, he's he's uh, he, you know, he sounded like it's a very very real possibility. Now, uh, we've seen a running back, uh, you know, come back in with in six months from a uh, I think it was Cam Jordan six months from a uh, Achilles surgery. He's a running back, so uh, if he can do it. A uh, quarterback that doesn't have to do that a whole lot of running and cutting like a running back does, he may be able to pull it off. But I thought it was very, you know, interesting to see him out on the sideline before the game in regular tennis shoes, uh, walking around uh, uh, with barely any limp, and he was throwing the football. Now, you know, anybody can throw a football. I can throw a football, uh, you know, standing still, but, I mean, to see him not in a boot or not in one of those little carts that he usually have to ride around on with uh, with that surgery after, you know, it's October 15th, he got hurt September 12th. It's only a month, only a month, and, uh, you know, he's already in tennis shoes, so. He's way ahead of the game, way ahead of the curve in the uh, rehab schedule. Um, real quick before we uh, move on, uh, I have him on the line with us now. He's been waiting patiently while while I've been going down the list of games, um, and I know he has some things to say uh, on the Bucks Lions game tonight. So we're going to bring him on in. Hopefully we can get Boss Hog here uh, as well. Uh, but we have him. Rat Pack Sports Show's uh, Mr. William Graves. Uh, what's going on, man? <laughs> oh, man. Bro, uh, what was that today? It was what I thought. That's what it was. Um, I've been, I've been saying for a while about this this Buccaneers team that a lot of people are just choosing to ignore because we had three wins. And I and I, I tell everybody, you know, when I'm watching the game, I'm I'm looking at it from a different oh, completely different uh angle because I'm actually I'm not. I'm not looking at the results of the play. I'm looking at what's going on in between the snap and the and the whistle. And um, I compare greatness to what you do against other good teams. So the sample size, to me, ain't the 17 games of the season necessarily, because if you're not playing those upper echelon teams then you're measuring yourself up against mediocrity. So I just I just separate the games and I just look at how we do against teams that I have a history of success. Whether it's the offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, coaching staff, anything like that, uh that's what I look at. So the games against, you know, for the Bucks you know the 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 New Orleans Saints. I we expected them to be better. They they're not that good. So uh, we got to take a step back on on that game. Um, 
Let me see here. Well, I well, I mean, uh, the the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings. You know, we expected though, the Vikings to be to be better than they are. They're two and four. So you can say right now they're not that good. We know the Bears are not that good, and up until Shaq Barrett's uh, interception that ended up going for a touchdown, it was a twenty to seventeen game in the fourth quarter. This is the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, really, in all honesty, that's not a good. That's not a good performance, and you're at home well, against the Bears, and, and it's an NFL mm-hmm. team. The Bears, you know, they're an NFL team any given Sunday. But what, where, where mm-hmm. I wanted to pump the brakes on everybody being so excited about, you know, Baker Mayfield and our defense is. Uh, the Vikings offensively are not the same. Uh, obviously, when you, when you lose Davin Cook, who was your leading rusher, uh, you lose. Uh, well, well, they lost. They they Adam Thielen. Lost you lose Adam Thielen. Okay. He's in Carolina balling. Yeah. Uh, you took you know you didn't realize his impact what it would be, and that offense is not the same. Of uh, the mm-hmm. Bears. You know, offense, obviously, they ain't that good. Now, I'm looking at it from a defensive standpoint. Uh, Saints offense, as we see, they're not that good. So, we we have a sample size for the Buccaneers defense against three very mediocre offenses. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Technically, statistically, it says we're good. But when when you look at the game tape and you look at the game film, there's holes in a lot of places, mm-hmm. and it it really isn't that good. I mean, well, so and so and th- and that's where that that's where I wanted to clarify a lot of things because um so uh listeners we actually had a full blown conversation about the pass rush and everything with uh with the bugs in, uh in the rat pack chat and and th- this is where I want to clarify what I was trying to articulate in that conversation when I said that our pass rush wasn't that bad that's what that's what I was going based off of was our numbers okay I wasn't saying that they were passing the eye test. That's not what I was trying to. That's not what I was trying to say. What I was trying to bring up is that on paper, by the numbers, our pass rush is not is not that bad. But when you look at what happened in the game today, no, they weren't horrible, but it didn't it did it didn't pass the eye test for me. And that that's what I was trying to get at when me and you were talking about the pass rush. And that's what that's where I was trying to feel where you were at when I brought up the pass rush. Because the numbers say our pass rush ain't bad. So so 
it that and that's what that's where I wanted to get with you is are are the are the numbers really that far off from the eye test? Yeah, and and, and that's why I was just saying, you know, when to me I'm looking at pass rush and it's you can look great against the Bears. Uh you can look good against the Vikings. Uh you can look good against the you know the Saints. But there's two teams on our on our schedule so far we played that are competing. One of them is a a reigning uh champion. Uh and then they went back, you know, in the Eagles. And then the other team is a team that's on, on the come up and would probably is uh the best team in the NFC North and a team that's gonna be looking to compete for that you know, for NFC championship in, in January in the Lions. <laughs> these are these so. are legitimate uh football teams that have a history now of you know, playing good football. How do we look against them? Well, 25-11 Eagles, and today, 20-6 to uh, against the Lions. And in both of those games, where where did we get beat at? Up front. We, we uh, Obviously, well, we can't run the football. That's been established. We're in week five, and we can't run the football. So, at the end of the day, you're, you're not going to have a good offense. If you can't run the football, and okay, but now, but now I, I want to bring up something else. Okay, there was two plays, and I want to say one of them happened in the third quarter, and the other happened in the fourth quarter, and it was Baker Mayfield to that to that rookie uh, wide receiver. I what number ten. I believe I believe that's what his jersey number is. Okay, uh, rookie out of Nebraska. Okay, twice. It, I, I'm not I'm not sure what the what the situation was surrounding it, but the those, those two passes. Like those those two passes bothered me, and I think they bothered me more than the other ones because you connect on those two passes, and we're—I mean, we might still be talking about a bucket air loss, but it definitely not no uh, twenty to six score, um, and. That that's that's what bothers me, is that there there were two passes that it mm. it looked like Baker just misjudged it, and I what and I it, I know you know the two passes I'm talking about, and yeah to um, um, Palmer and and I was just yeah I Paul Palmer there you go, um what what is your take on that? I mean, did did Baker just out overthrow him, or did Palmer just stop running? No, he overthrew him. I mean, Palmer is probably okay. our fastest receiver, and uh, you know, you he didn't stop running because you watch, you see the replays. Palmer, you ran his route. He's got the guy beat, 
and uh, he just overthrew him both times. It's, I mean, and uh, here, here's, here's, you know what, what I've been saying about uh, Baker Mayfield, and again, I'm, I'm, I break games down, I break plays down, not by results, but in between the, in between the uh, snap and the whistle. And mm-hmm. as I said before, I look at opponent. Who are we playing? What's the resistance that that we're getting on the uh, offensive side of the on the deep? You know, on the offensive side of the ball against the opposing team's defense uh, and all that. So, um, hold on, let me go back here. So, in the first week. We played the Minnesota Vikings, and Mayfield, mm-hmm. we won the game, but trust me, mm-hmm. his performance was, was mediocre in that game, mediocre in that game. I don't care about, I don't care about us winning, winning that game. His performance was terrible, and if any other quarterback would have came out of that game with that type of performance, uh, everybody would have said mediocrity. That's not good enough. So, um, here we go. Um, Minnesota Vikings, he was 21 for 34 for 173 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Now, you look at that and you say, "Huh? Well, a whole game, you only throw for 173 yards, 5.1 yards per uh, throw average. That's not good. And that's that's after now that is after the first half you threw for like 50 50 yards in the whole half. I mean, it was it was a bad it was a bad first half. So you go from a mm-hmm. From one of the worst first halves you ever seen from a, a quarterback in the in the offense to second half, okay, they did a little bit better. But there's no way in the world you'll get me to say, oh, he had a good game. No, 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 no. I've been a Bucks fan a long time. And uh, you know, we I we've we've had quarterbacks have better performances than that, and we said they weren't good enough. So if if we're gonna do that with them, then we got to say Baker Mayfield in that game was not good. So he wasn't good in that game. Second game against Chicago Bears was probably his best game. Uh, you know, statistically, was probably his best game. Three hundred seventeen yards, seventy six percentage completion percentage, uh, just one touchdown, and um, you know, obviously. We explained that game. We won uh, 27-17, but late in that game, the Bears was actually making a run, and it took the interception Mm -hmm. for the touchdown for us to seal that game. Then the Monday night game versus the Eagles, we won't talk about that. (laughs) 15 for 25, 146 yards, uh, 60%. 5.8 5.8 yards per completion, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, not good, not good. And then, yeah, okay, it's the Eagles, yeah. But 
I'm tired of people sitting here saying, oh, so far, Baker Mayfield has been great. Bruh, what, what are we – are we just saying that because uh, we, we some fans want Baker Mayfield so bad to be good that you just you just going to accept poor mediocrity play? Because last season we had Tom Brady at the, at, at the quarterback position. And, yep, the dude couldn't run, but I didn't give a crap about that. Let's co- complete me a pass. Read, read the defense and throw the ball to the open player. The, 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 the Baker Mayfield, oh, this guy, this guy is tough. He'll run for that first down. Man, I don't care about that because guess what? He ain't winning us no football games against uh, elite-level uh, defenses if we just – Gonna rely on him picking up first downs with his legs because our uh, offensive line can't protect the quarterback. And as a Cleveland Browns fan, on on why he this is before they made the trade for Deshaun Watson, why they ain't want him in Cleveland. Because when it came down to it in the big games, he didn't perform. So they felt like they had to make a move and go and get a quarterback that can stand up in the big games. Now, Cleveland ain't had a chance. You know, Watson only only been in, in the lineup for about now, if you count the games this season, maybe, you know, 12, 13 games. But uh, Deshaun Watson, obviously, is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. We're we not going to – that's not even a question. So yeah, no, no. Uh, that's why they got him. So last week against New Orleans, Baker Mayfield had another good game. Uh, twenty-five for thirty-two, two forty-six, three touchdowns. Uh, twenty-six to nine victory. So uh, I would say that was probably his best. You know, well, not really. I mean, he had a better game in, against Chicago statistically, but uh, you know, another good game. And then today. Uh, 19 for 37, uh, yeah, 50 50 for uh, completions. That's not gonna be good enough. 5.6 uh, yards per completion. That's not gonna be good enough. Uh, as William well, stated, sure. he missed some throws, he missed some throws, oh, he did. but those are just two. He probably missed 10, and then some of the other throws he missed, re- he, he missed reads by uh, you know. Well, Getting rid of the ball too quick. So well, well, see, and that, and that's that's what was kind of that. That's what what was kind of throwing me off, and everything is because um, Baker Mayfield is known for his ability to be able to read defenses. He did it all, the entire time in Oklahoma. He did it with Cleveland, et cetera, et cetera. But today, Devo, there there were some plays where, and I hate to, and I, I, I hate to say this because if everybody knows, I, I am a Baker Mayfield fan. I do think Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Let, let's let's establish that. I mean, 
really quick. Okay, uh, people that say he's a great quarterback, no, no, he's not. He's he he's a low top tier, high second tier quarterback. That's that's what he is. Okay, but anyways, back to my statement, Debo. There, there were plays today where he just looked like he was lost. He, he, re, he really did. There, there were uh, plays where there, there was, there, there was a completely viable option, and he didn't take it. And uh, yeah, I I I got nothing for that. Um, that that it, it was just it, it was just a little eye opening, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and then you know, again, another week, and you know, another <laughs> another drop pass by. The guy who's supposed to be our best, no, our best receiver. It's it's not it's not my not not. I don't feel that way. Because if you're the number one guy, you don't you just don't drop passes like like he dropped passes. And I mean, we can go to the tape. Uh, I can show you what number one receivers do all around the league. I can show you. Number one receivers that that move all around the field, uh, they run the whole route tree. Uh, they 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 catch they catch the ball in traffic. They get hit. They get up. They go back over to get middle again. They get hit. They get up. I mean, he, he's never been that guy for me. And I know uh, you know he's a you know franchise uh, you know leading receiver. And everything like that, but hey, he's on the back. He's on the backside of his career, man. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with him being the, the, you know, second best receiver on the team. He's still good. Yeah. But well, to me, uh, he just, he just, he just dropped too many <laughs> passes. To me, he just, he just drops too many passes and. Uh, I went through this weeks ago. I went, I went through this weeks ago, and I read you the numbers. I broke them down. Uh, catch radius. Uh, I broke it down with, uh, you know, uh, targets versus completions, all of that. And Mike Evans' whole career, uh, he has half half a uh, half as many receptions as he does targets, literally. Almost fifty fifty. So when you throw him the ball, uh fifty percent of the time he might catch it, and then the other fifty he won't. Whether that's a bad pass, uh drop pass, uh, you know, a poorly ran route. It has been a lot of times where, you know, if Mike Evans feels like he can't get it, he'll just stop. He'll just slow down and just stop running. I mean it's on tape. I'm not saying anything that, you know, you can't go and look at, obviously, if you really wanted to. But, you know, since since Chris Godwin has been in a Buccaneer uniform, he's about 
he's a 70, 75, 25 receiver. So when you throw him the ball, 75% of the time he's catching it. 25% of the time it's an incomplete. I throw to that guy all day long. I throw to that guy all day long, especially in traffic, because he's shown in his career that he's not afraid to go across the middle and catch the ball in traffic. And he's he's tough as nails. He's tough as nails in uh, yards after the catch since he's coming to the league. He's been one of the best. And uh, he plays bigger than his size. So, you know, on the season, uh, Godwin has 20 receptions, 21 receptions. Evans has uh, 20 receptions and 30, 31 targets. And Godwin has 21 receptions and 30 targets. So they're about, they're about the same. Um, but his offense is not explosive. Um, you know, and part, part of that is quarterback. I mean, in order for you to have an explosive offense, you have to, in order for you to catch it, why would you run it, Giants? That's the dumb, That's the most dumbest play ever. No timeouts. You got about 12, 15 seconds on the clock, and you run the ball, and don't get in. He must. He had the audible. He had the audible. Yep, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, there was a play called to pass it because uh, the head coach is, is is yelling at Tyrod Taylor going to the locker room, and uh, he 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 audible and handed the ball off. And didn't get in, and you just can't do that, man. You just if it's a zone read option, you don't hand the ball off. You 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 as a quarterback, you keep the ball, and you got the option of throwing it away. That's a dumb play call. And this is why the Giants is not that good. Uh, you just can't do that. But um, yeah. So I mean. Uh, it's a lot of things wrong with this uh, this offense, but part part of having a explosive offense, uh, you have to have a quarterback that that makes it explosive. Like you, you're not gonna see an explosive offense without having a quarterback that's willing to to put that ball on the money and and make those throws and 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 read the defense. So so far this this season we've really haven't been that explosive. Um, outside a few games where we had some big plays in the passing game with Mike Evans a few weeks ago, you know, uh, having a big game against I want to say that was Chicago, yeah, and uh, we haven't really been that explosive. I mean, you can't run the ball. You, your running backs, you, uh, as a team, you're averaging three yards per carry. Um, and your leading rusher only has 200 yards rushing. 
that's that's hard to do, man. It, it, it's hard to be explosive uh, when you when you have those things, uh, you know, at your disadvantage. So uh, I went down the schedule. Uh, I think before the season, I predicted seven to eight wins, and. Um, So far, we've shown that we cannot step up to the plate against uh, good competition. So we got Atlanta next week, and then the week after that, we we go to Buffalo for a Thursday night game. So that's two games, two games in four, five days. Uh, going on the road, that's going to be a tough one in Buffalo. Uh, then you got Houston which we thought before the season, hey, that's going to be one that's going to be a easy game. That should be a win. Uh not anymore. We we can easily lose a game against Houston. <coughs> I'm changing my tune on that because I'm watching both teams. Like for me, I'm a football fan first. I'm a Bucks fan second, but I'm a football fan first. So I watch all the games that I could possibly watch. I don't just focus on my team. Uh, you know, I watch all the games. And when I watch all the games, I watch all the games the same way that I watch the Bucks, from the start of the play to the end of the play. So uh, that Houston game ain't going to be easy, and that's at Houston. So that could be a game we can lose. We listen. Uh, Atlanta next week is a home game. Uh, but after that, bro, we could we could lose four straight games. I'm just I'm just oh, being real. Right. Buffalo, Houston, Tennessee, Dave. San Francisco. <coughs> Tennessee and well, based on what I saw uh, today, um, yeah, it, it's it's not a far fetch. I mean, Tennessee struggling in their own right, uh, so they they'll they'll be looking to rebound. I mean, they're two and four. Um, they, things are not looking good for them either. They're underperforming. They're not playing up to their to their uh, potential, and. Uh, you know, we'll see. But uh, that's still a good defensive team on that side of the ball. They may be struggling offensively, but uh, Titans defensively, you know, that's still a good de- you know defensive team. And uh, they got a veteran-led group. So um, that's the only game where I'm, I'm looking at it, the next five, and saying, okay, uh, you know, and it's a home game, so that helps. But, you know, I don't even know about Atlanta because Atlanta is like the Dr. Jekyll and Hyde. You just, you know, some games they come come to play, and then, you know, other games they they don't. But that's a young team, the very, very young team in the Atlanta Falcons with a young quarterback. So they're gonna give you those those peaks and valleys, but they they still have three wins. 
you know, they beat the Panthers, beat the Packers. Uh, Detroit beat them twenty to six. Same same score. Uh, you know, so that might be an even matchup. Could very well be an even matchup. Uh, lost to the Jaguars twenty three to seven. They did beat the Texans last week twenty one nineteen, and then the Texans turn around and beat. Uh, and win their game this week against the. Who did they play, man? Uh, Texans, 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 Texans. Big, big win. Was it San? No, it wasn't San Francisco. Um, oh, shoot. Texans, Texans. Where are they? Oh, New Orleans. So, I mean, you know, you just never know. And and then we after the San Francisco game, we got Indianapolis, Carolina, Atlanta, Green Bay, Jacksonville, New Orleans. So, second half of the season, you got some winnable games in there. Um, but these next five is is really going to set the set the stage for the rest of the season for uh you know the bucks well uh they definitely had their work cut out for them because uh yeah man we <laughs> man we we can't go into those next five games playing like we did today dude, dude we won't even make it out of the first half oh i agree with you um I agree with you. It's, it's got to be better. It, it, it has to be. Well, it has to be better. If it's not, well, if it's not better, 